episode of Founder's Journey. I am your host, Josh Pickford, founder of Bear Metrics. And holy moly, it has been a long time since the last one of these. I, don't, I haven't even looked because I will feel very sad and ashamed of myself. Um, but we're back and, uh, and we got a good one. This week, we're going to talk about health, um, specifically like individual and team health. Um, not like product health or like customer health or anything like that, but like actual health, well-being, I guess would be another way to phrase that. So um, when building a startup, there's so much emphasis that's put on the product or even the customers and uh, everything else uh, takes a back seat. So on some level and at some points in a company's life cycle, this makes sense. Of course, you'll make sacrifices and you'll have to work really hard and work really weird hours. But eventually, you'll have to stop. The downsides far outweigh the benefits and the damage done to you and your team can be detrimental. So that's what I'm talking about today. So managing the long-term health of you and your team. Uh, so when you're in the early days of your startup, your, your product naturally takes all your focus. Without a product, you don't have a company, right? Uh, you know how it goes. Maybe you're working on a new idea on nights and weekends, or you've got this idea and you manage to raise a little money. And so you've also got a small team together and you start working these 60 plus hours a week um, uh, stints. And then uh, you're, you're trying to get that first version out the door, right? Um, and you put a pause on any good habits that you may have previously formed. You stopped exercising. Your diet takes a hit since you just eat whatever takes up the least amount of time. Uh, and instead of seven or eight hours of sleep, you're getting four to six on a good night. Um, your relationships get put on the back burner. You haven't really talked to or hung out with friends for months. And you tell yourself, this is just the sacrifice that's needed to make this happen. And again, on some level, you're right. It does take a ton of work and sacrifice to make something out of nothing. Um, and after doing this for a few months, you, you realize this probably isn't sustainable, but you, know, you promise yourself that after you get the product launch, you'll, you'll get back to those good habits. Then... A few months after that, you, you get your product launch. Great. You start getting paying customers, lots of new feedback on how to improve the product. You get lots of great ideas on how to expand things. It's all super exciting. You've got so much momentum that you can't possibly stop now. Uh, if, you didn't, if you didn't take on funding before, maybe, maybe you decide to do that now. All that momentum has VCs interested, and so you start taking meetings left and right. You go out for drinks every night trying to, you know, quote unquote, make connections and you're booking flights as fast as you can to take meetings with any VC that'll give you the time. And after a few months of this, you raise a seed round. It's time to put those funds to use and hire. You bring on folks who are eager to get in early at a startup and you pay them sort of okay, but give them a ton of equity and they're okay with that because they're in it to win it. They share in your excitement and they love the moment, the momentum that you've got. Um, there's a buzz about all of it and it gives everyone at the company a high. This cycle continues. The product keeps growing. The team keeps growing. Maybe even the rounds of VC funding keep growing. You've had this sort of startup buzz going for two years, and you've, and you've kind of become addicted to it. You have to keep feeding it, you know, growth at all, at all costs, right? Uh, but at some point, things start falling apart. Some of those early hires, they're getting burned out. Your culture, it's kind of become toxic with everyone trying to sort of outwork each other, even if it's just subconscious. You see this, uh, you know it's happening, but change is difficult and you're afraid if you don't keep all that momentum going, you'll irreparably hurt the company. So you don't make any changes and years later you find the mental, physical, and emotional health of you and your team is just awful. Uh, this is the cycle that so many companies get stuck in. 
uh, I'd go so far as to say every company experiences some part of this at some point in their history. The thing is, everyone knows this sort of thing isn't sustainable. And like I mentioned earlier, of course, there are sacrifices that have to be made early on. It's just part of the game. The key, however, is to be intentional about staying out or getting out of the cycle. But how do you do that? So uh, as a company at Bear Metrics, we've had just as many ups and downs as any other startup. We nearly ran out of money. The whole team had to take pay cuts. I and many others on our team have worked absurdly late too many nights in a row. But a little over a year ago, when I actually took my first real vacation in nearly two years, uh, I realized how unsustainable, unsustainable it all was. Uh, and I made sure we started actually putting into practice things to keep our company healthy. I want us to be around for many years to come and not be forced to take some subpar acquisition offer because I'm just burnt out. Uh, and I, I also want to be a positive example to my kids about building a business. I don't want them to equate building something with working all the time. Uh, I want to model this healthy work ethic, and I want the folks on our team to be able to show that to their kids as well. So some practical ways to focus on health. Getting, getting out of the unhealthy work cycle isn't just about working less. It's also not just about individual health. Um, it's, about, it's about both of those things, as well as team health and team well-being. Um, any of the perceived and arguably false losses in momentum from getting out of the overworked product-first growth-at-all-costs cycle is made up for with increases in both individual and team efficiency, thanks to everyone being happier, healthier, and just working together better. So here, uh, here are some of the ways that, that we have been focusing on that um, as a company. So first up, we have uh, a minimum vacation policy. Um, we realized quickly that the typical sort of startup benefit of unlimited vacation actually meant nobody vacationed. Uh, your, your team will take less time off, not more, um, because there's no defined boundaries. So no one really knows if they're you know, overdoing it or taking advantage of, of what's being offered. So, so again, we have this, mo this minimum vacation policy. Each team member is expected to take at least four weeks off throughout the year uh, with at least one week or longer vacation. So our, our policy works pretty well here. With uh, last year, 2017, the average team member took uh, about 35 days off. Um, so that's, that's pretty solid. I'm happy about that. Um, next is physical and mental health. So this year, we've signed up uh, our team up for the Whole Life Challenge, which you can go check out. I think it's wholelifechallenge.com. Um, so for six weeks, us and our spouses and significant others will all challenge and compete with each other to form new healthy habits. And, and the Whole Life Challenge just focuses on you guessed it, the whole life, not just physical and not just mental, but the whole deal, nutrition, exercise, sleep, hydration, mental well-being, the whole thing. Um, and also as a company, everybody gets a Fitbit or a, or a job on if, uh, if they're into that. Um, next is team psychology. So my mom has worked in a, in a counseling office for nearly 20 years. Uh, I've grown up around psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists for nearly all my life. Um, I even had a brief stint as a psychology major in college. Um, I've taken nearly every personality and character uh, assessment that you can imagine. Um, so more recently, my wife started digging uh, deep into the Enneagram, which I'm a type seven for those that are also into the Enneagram, along with Britney Spears and Miley Cyrus. So that's something. Uh, and it was fascinating reading up on that. And, and it, was, it was really enlightening to get a better handle on how I approach situations and stress and uh, as well as how I interact with others, especially in those maybe more stressful situations. So I decided to have our whole team take uh, the Enneagram test to learn more, not just about each individual in our team, but also how each individual interacts with each other. So the Enneagram Institute uh, makes it really easy to do this with a simple online test that each person takes 
Um, and, and we compared our tests internally, but you know the results are private if you want to keep it that way. Um, so many people on our team, after we after we did that exercise, uh, have said that that helped them understand themselves more and that they really enjoyed doing it as a team. Like they felt like they really learned a lot about each other through that. Um, next up is, is we, I check in regularly. Uh, so we've been doing one-on-ones as a team for years. Uh, we do them every other week and, and they're pretty informal. Um, and they're a great way to make sure that I'm communi- communicating intentionally with each person on our team on a regular basis. And it gives each person this opportunity to bring up something that they otherwise might've just sort of kept to themselves or brushed under the rug. But to augment our one-on-ones, uh, we use a service called 15.5. So it's 15, the number 15 and the word five.com. Um, as a way to ask and then record specific personal and company development questions every week. So um, it it helps sort of add on to those one-on-ones, give us something to talk about um, and and have a way to have this sort of like record um, or sort of digital trail of like kind of how people are thinking about things and approaching things. So it's really handy. Um, Next is is a happiness stipend. So for a few years now, we've had what, uh, what we call a remote happiness stipend. Uh, it's a $250 a month stipend that each team member can use on literally whatever they want. Uh, the kicker here uh, is that it doesn't roll over. You have to spend it. So why not just pay each person $250 more, Josh? Because we've got lizard brains. If it's rolled into your paycheck, it'll just become part of your overall budget and you won't really notice it. You won't spend it on anything. You won't, uh, you won't kind of go out of your way to use this money on something to like bring you this level of happiness, right? So uh, by separating, it forces you to actually go and treat yourself um, on these things. So, I mean, it might be like taking your spouse out to eat uh, out for a nice dinner somewhere or like buying some cool gadget that you've been wanting to, to uh, get. But, you know, otherwise you're like, oh, it's not in the budget. You know, like you have to spend the $250. Um, and we also offer uh, the spouses of our team members $100 a month. Uh, stipend as well. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, Next up is health insurance. So for our US-based team members, we offer full coverage of health, dental, and vision insurance. And then we try to offer the equivalent to our international employees. Obviously, that's a very mixed bag across the world. Um, But, you know, we we do our best to try to cover that stuff um, for each team member in some fashion. So this this gets expensive quickly, but it's a no-brainer once you can afford to offer it. Um, you know, the last thing you want is your team skimping on their physical health because they can't afford it. Um, next up is books. So everyone at Bear Metrics gets a Kindle and unlimited books, both digital and physical books. Um, reading, especially books that are outside of business and startups, has uh, incredible benefits, obviously. It gives your mind a break. Um, and it helps you slow down and kind of only focus on what you're reading about. You can't multitask reading on a Kindle or a, you know, a physical book. You're forced to be in that moment, and it really helps you absorb whatever you're reading. Um, and, we, and we also, we want everyone on our team to have varied interests and hobbies uh, outside of analytic software, and, and books are a great way to foster that. Um, and lastly, uh, so team morale. So a lot of the company... Uh, our, our on-paper benefits are focused on on the individual, um, but we wanted a way for the company benefits to be sort of more communal, I guess. Um, so enter Bonusly. So uh, Bonusly is a way for your team to recognize each other and then um, sort of redeem that recognition for various rewards. So that's gift cards or Amazon gift certificates. Yeah, you can even just redeem them for cash if you wanted. 
or you can donate to charity, that kind of thing. Um, each month, every person on our team gets an allowance of points that they then use to give uh, out to each other on the team to recognize them for various things. So everything from design work to fixing bugs to helping each other out with a difficult customer and everything in between. These are all things that we'll give each other points for, which you know the whole team sees this. Um, and it's a fun way to foster this culture that consistently and intentionally recognizes um, the hard work that each person's putting in. So what about you? So many of the things that we do were because I read about them, uh, you know, read about other companies doing similar things. So I'd, I'd love to hear what you're doing at your company to focus on, on the health and well-being of your team. Um, shoot me a, a, an email, josh at bearmetrics.com. Hit me up on Twitter at spigverd. Um, what else? Some, however else. I don't know. Send me a carrier pigeon or something. Um, and that's all. That's all for this week. Uh, thanks for, for, uh, for listening. Um, let's see. What else? I think that's all. Bearmetrics.com. I should probably mention that, right? Um, you know, hashtag growth hacking. Um, and that's, I think that's all I got for this week. Thanks for listening. Um, again, if you have any feedback, I would love to hear it. Uh, check out the article version of this on bearmetrics.com slash blog. And, uh, and that's it. Have a good week and I'll see you.